Thank you for tuning in to the First Gen Hunter Podcast, the go-to resource for those seeking to establish a foundation in hunting knowledge, skills, and tactics. Well, Caleb and I were bumping down the road here, headed back from Indiana. This is an episode that we recorded a while, well, not super long ago, maybe like two weeks ago. And uh, we were hoping to have it done before the Full Draw Film Tour. I just did not have the time to get it edited by then. Had to start focusing on our live podcast event and doing all the planning for that. Uh, that we just had yesterday, which is why we're headed yeah. back from Indiana. It was a yeah. great time. Got to meet up with Brandon, uh, our longtime co-host here on the show, and uh, got to meet up with Jesse Jeffley, who is a previous guest on this show over a year ago, and uh, my great friend John Hines, who uh, really kind of put the whole deal together with us being able to do this live podcast event which was just a fantastic time and uh so here we are we're back uh, somewhere east northeast of peoria illinois and we're uh, headed headed back to eventually our homes but we got to make some pit stops along the way and um man we went to the full draw film tour. We Caleb. did, yeah. It was great. It was a great time. What a high quality event, and um, just had a great display and set up all the merchandise. Oh, man, and yeah. yeah, it was it was great. Yeah, it's one of those things where you feel like uh, you're you're in it, you're living it. You know, this the, the we talked about it at some point in this episode how hunting is just a lifestyle, and uh, you really got that community vibe while you're there. You know, uh, Caleb and I were talking about getting to meet some people that were standing in line you know for buying merch t-shirts hats bumper stickers whatever um you know just talking about their hunting experiences and sharing some of yours and and um you know the films were great unfortunately um and jay later told told me he's like dude in all the years of us doing these shows we've had two events i mean you're talking i would guess hundreds of shows in that time span I think they've, he says in this interview, like 13 years of doing this, 12, 13 years. And each year they cover about 14,000 miles of travel. They've had two shows that have had like big time technology glitches, stuff that's out of their control. And unfortunately, <laughs> as luck would have it, it was, we were one of the two times that that happened. But even yep. still... <laughs> Like, it was such a great time that uh, all of us, we, we didn't feel, I mean, sure, we would have, you know, wished, wished it, you know, it could have gone as planned or whatever, but but uh, we still had a great time. And um, we, we talk about the drawings here in this episode. Yeah. Caleb yeah. came home with a sweet voucher for some new arrows, yeah. really nice arrows that he can kind of custom order. And uh, I came home with a brand new bow. So it was, it was a great night. My son Jonas came along. He loved it. Uh, he got a sweatshirt and a few other goodies and the kids' goodie bag, you know. So it's definitely a kid-friendly environment, and uh, just you know, help fostered that bond between 
uh, hunters. And I like to say it all the time, hunting brings people together. And that's what happened yet again uh, when we attended this event. So you're going to hear from Jade how Full Draw came around. And uh, it'll hopefully uh, whet your appetite for getting to a, a show of your own. Uh, I believe they still have a few left this summer that you can get to, and I uh, definitely uh, would recommend that you do so if, if possible. I also um, would recommend that next year you get it on your map to do it, and uh, maybe even consider hosting like an affiliate show or something like that. We're going to talk a little bit about that with Jade as well. But uh, we enjoyed our conversation with Jade, such a good guy, and we yep. enjoyed our experience with the full draw film tour we think you will as well if you can get there uh but um most importantly just be thinking about that idea of how hunting brings people together think about who you could bring along with you and how you can enjoy hunting in a new way and speaking of enjoying hunting in a new way we want to talk about our presenting sponsor spartan forge spartan forge is revolutionizing the deer hunting game uh they've created this super powerful app i've already used it for one season myself where you have a predictor for deer behavior and uh you guys have heard me talk about them so many times but the way that you can prioritize your hunts i think is just the most powerful thing Um, we're going to talk about in this episode with jade um the balance with family and hunting you know hunting takes so much time and you don't want to be burning that time on unproductive days as much as possible you know a few of them are okay you're out there appreciating nature and whatnot but you want to really prioritize the days that are the best days to give you a chance to bring home some meat to your family some antlers for the wall right what (laughs) better interior decoration is there caleb than a set of antlers yeah, if, especially if your wife or whoever lets you, you know, hang it up in the living room. That's right. Even, even better, right? Shout you know. out to my wife, Caitlin. Yeah. <laughs> She's great. She let me do that. So, uh, yeah, you need to get Spartan Forge. Sign up for it. Make your days more worthwhile in the deer woods. And uh, keep on listening to this episode because it's a good one. So thanks for tuning in. Let's go ahead and roll it at this point. Episode number 92, an interview with the Full Draw Film Tour. Thanks for tuning in. Well, it's good to be back on the podcast. And, uh, you know, I was thinking today while I was at work, uh, it's, you know, it's kind of hot all the way, all the way across the country at that right now. And I know that because our guest tonight is calling in all the way from Idaho and, uh, Northwest Idaho, right, Jade? Is that correct? Yep. Yep. So all the way out in Northwest Idaho, I was, I was in your neck of the woods, uh, about a month ago. Well, well, month and a half ago doing a montana spring bear hunt but um yeah oh yeah it was it was a dream man and since that time we've had a heat wave settle in across our continent it is the summer dog days right now it's super hot in the supposed to be in the 100s uh for us on saturday and um, I think it's going to be that hot for uh, Jade as well. He said, "Like he's uh, d- didn't you say yeah. like 106 or something like crazy like that? Something like that. That's not it's right. Not pleasant. It's not right. 
you know, people that just love summer, it's like, come on, what is wrong with you people? Get me to get me to fall time, get me to winter, get me to spring. But uh, yeah, it is what it is, right? But anyways, while I was working away in the heat, I was uh, hoeing weeds out at uh, my dream job at Hoxie Native Seeds, and um, I was listening to a podcast that was talking about uh, using a red dot site instead of a uh, pin and peep site, and uh, I thought that was pretty you know, that's pretty cool, pretty clever idea. And, um, I'm actually really thinking hard about switching to that eventually, but, um, it, it just got me kind of thinking, you know, the bow hunting game has, has changed so much and really, uh, that, you know, another thing that I've been thinking about recently is how hunting TV has changed so much. You know, you think back to, uh, when you're a kid, so all of us here, I believe, are uh, of the of the millennial generation, right? And uh, think back to hunting TV when we were little kids. You know, around here you could watch like outdoor Wisconsin. Even though I lived in Iowa and Illinois, you watch outdoor Wisconsin on like public television. You might be able to if you had if your parents had cable. You might be able to watch like the juries or something like that or or, uh, you know, a few a few other outdoor shows that were there. But it was like this this world that was totally unreachable by the average Joe. Right. Fast forward to 2022. (laughs) The opposite is true. Right. Everybody, everybody can pick up a self-filming, you know, camera. There's all kinds of options for that on the market. You, I mean, even what you can just do with your cell phone now and, and, you know, of course the advent of YouTube that's been around for quite some time now, you know, hunting TV has totally evolved. And there's one other thing that has been a big part of that. And, and really one of my favorite parts of that, because it has pushed the quality, which I think is the risk, right? That's the risk when everybody can, when everybody can get involved with something, the quality of the end product can kind of suffer a little bit, right? You know, we get grainy video or, or a terrible sound quality or, uh, you know, whatever. Right. But the full draw film tour came around and for I mean, we'll get into the history here, but I think it's you guys have been around for like over ten years now, right, Jade? Yeah, this is season twelve, actually. Wow! And there's kind of a zero year in there too, so you could call it thirteen almost. Man, that is that is wild. Well, I say all that because if you go and watch full draw submissions, you know, videos that have have made it into the tour. The quality is just outstanding. It's like you're watching almost you're almost watching like movie or documentary type of film, right? You know, really it is a documentary for sure. And it's documentary yeah. quality too. You know, it's something you would you would see on a premium channel or something like that, you know. And uh 
I just think it's I think it's so cool how full draw has helped bring that into the common man's circle. You don't have to you don't have to be somebody who gets paid by network television in order to be able to have a hunting show. You know, you can be a, a Joe Blow with a, a hard work ethic and, uh, you know, a little extra spending money at the camera shop. And uh, you can get yourself set up pretty good for for making some quality content and, and distributing that out to the world, which you guys then do with the tour side of of uh, uh, the whole full, full draw format, which I think is so cool. So that's where we're going to be talking tonight. And uh, also joining tonight is uh, good old Caleb. Caleb Drake. Uh, he's been on the podcast before. He's going to be on more regularly. And this would be a good time, Caleb, to do a little plug. We have a live podcast event coming up very soon, right? Yes. Now, oh, yeah. We're looking now, forward next weekend. Yeah, next weekend. Right? It's yeah. gonna and it's gonna be a full week because we're gonna go to the full draw film tour next week as well, and uh, we're gonna catch we're gonna catch. Uh, this will actually be my first live one that I've gone to. I've watched a lot of the films, you know, that get aired later yeah. on on YouTube or or even I think you can watch some on the full draw uh, website. But we'll hear more about that here in a little bit. But um. There's there's uh, a lot coming up on our schedule here soon, and I also wanted to uh, talk about uh, some of our sponsors here for the First Gen Hunter podcast. Uh, first of all, we're presented by Spartan Forge. Spartan Forge is the leader in deer behavior prediction, and uh, they are also a leader in their mapping capability. And if you go on my story right now, which you can't because, you know, this won't be released live, but uh, you'll see uh, Bill Thompson, the founder of Spartan Forge, talking about an important mapping update that's coming out tonight. Going to make it a little bit more intuitive. I'm excited to see what exactly that it is because each time he rolls out an update, it blows my mind. Very cool. And then don't forget about our good buddy, Alex Gruen, who was supposed to be on this call tonight of East to West Hunts, the hunt planning genius that he is. There's a chink in his armor. You know how Achilles had, uh, you know, just his one little flaw that if exploited, you know, big problems, right? Well, it turns out Alex had that exact same problem. He tore his Achilles, ruptured that bad boy. Like a worst nightmare. Wow. Yeah. Just oof. Yeah, he sent a picture. It looks pretty brutal. It looks bad. <laughs> it looks real bad. <laughs> so we're feeling for you, buddy. We wish you could be here. Um, it's a good thing you got your you, you made it back from our bear hunt in one piece. You know, if that would have happened on the mountain, I mean Edwin's a freak of nature, but uh I don't think that all three of us could have packed you up. <laughs> <laughs> but uh no uh hopefully alex gets feeling better soon and um just want to give him a shout out there and then i also want to talk about a new uh partner that i've picked up in the last week and that is forlo forlo is a camouflage uh clothing uh brand that's been around for just a couple years and i've been looking at them with great interest for several years and uh re recently uh picked them up and I'm wearing a pair of their Solaire pants right now. And I want to tell you guys, I feel like Chuck Norris walking around these bad boys. You know, <laughs> normally I just feel like Jean-Claude Van Damme. But when I got these, these four low Sol Solaire pants on, man, the, the freedom of movement is just incredible. And they're, uh, you know, they got all the, the 
latest kind of standard technology, you know, like the antimicrobial and, and, uh, um, you know, the, the, the cooling effect that they have in the summer heat, the, the wicking of sweat and all that stuff that kind of comes standard. They got all that, but here's what really sets Forlo apart. 100% sourced in America, made in America. That's right. Both of those things I am, uh, very, very, uh, concerned with because, uh, they, help out conservation, right? If we don't have to ship these products all over the planet to get them into the consumer's hands, that means we're burning less fuel. That means uh, um, we are are being as efficient as possible and um, that that's better for the planet. And I really think better for the consumer as well. You get to buy with a good conscience, right? You don't have to worry about, um, you know, is, is our good labor standards being followed by those who have to make the clothing and all that. You know, it's made here in America and uh, you get to support a good local economy to an extent too. I mean, it might not be right down your, your street, but it is here in our own country and it is a smaller business, which I'm always a proponent for. So make sure you check out Forlo as well. You can find their link in my link tree on Instagram. All right. The main guy, the guy that we want to talk to. We've, we've had some difficulty lining this podcast up, so I'm tickled that we're able to finally get it done. Uh, and before yeah. Caleb and I go see the Full Draw Film Tour uh, next week, and that is Mr. Jade Helmick of the Full Draw Film Tour. Jade, thank you so much for, for giving up your evening. Yeah, no, thanks for having me, guys. I'm stoked you're going to make the show in uh, Iowa City. It's going to be fun. Yeah, we're going to talk all about the beginnings, middle, and ongoings of the film tour. And uh, yeah, you'll be all all stoked for it, hopefully. That's right, man. For sure. Super excited. Super excited. Yeah. So let's first of all talk about Jade the Hunter here. You know, one of these things I want to wrap in here, when you go on Jade's Instagram, um, you'll see that he has listed on there, if I remember correctly, it's like husband father hunter or something like that hunter father husband i don't know so something something in that that lineup but he includes those two key important things that are so much more important than hunting right there as his identity and that is his family life so we definitely want to talk about how that fits into hunting because that is something that far too many hunters get out of priority so we'll we'll definitely talk to Jade about that, but let's start right away with hunting, man. How'd you get into hunting? You've been doing it your whole life. Did you kind of come into it later on, like like myself as a first gen hunter? How did you uh, how did you uh, get into it? Yeah, no, uh, I I started uh, thankfully, and my uh, family, like you mentioned, uh, I've been hunting ever since I could legally, and before that, just tagging along with my dad. Um, and mom, they were raised as outdoorsmen as well. So yeah, it was just kind of part of what we did growing up is go hunting. Um, yeah, I've dove into a little more intensely than what my dad did or whatnot, but, uh, that's, yeah, I remember them taking me on when I was probably nine on one of their elk hunts, um, just learning how to, how to be quiet. Uh, without talking in normal places <laughs> and how to sneak along instead of stomping around in the woods, you know? And so, yeah, it's just what we've grown to do and I enjoy doing it. And I really hope uh, I can pass it on to my kids as well. Man, that, that is cool. I love that part there that you added in where you said, 
I kind of took it a little bit further than what my dad did. You know, I hear that on occasion <laughs> and, and I think that what that shows is it's in some people's DNA. You know what I mean? Like you're just wired yeah. a certain way sometimes. And, uh, I, Caleb, the other guy on the end of the lines, another person just kind of told me a similar story. He's, he grew up hunting with his dad, but, uh, you've taken it a step farther, right, Caleb? Yeah. I was, when you were saying that, Jade, I was thinking really similarly that, uh, I've, I've taken it, I'd say a step further than my dad has, but, but, uh, yeah, I, I followed along and got this, I actually would sit at the base of my dad's tree stand when I was a kid, you know, at his feet, you know, mine would dangle on the ladder kind of a thing. And, uh, but yeah, you know, just, just those, those memories of growing up and, and learning and, and now, um, like this weekend, I'm actually back in my hometown area and we're gonna, we're gonna start to, to prep some, um, some land and get ready for, for the season. And I'll be now taking the lead on, you know, getting that stuff going. So it is kind of fun. Are you, are you a second gen hunter then? I would call myself a second gen hunter because my dad would be the first gen hunter of my family. So is it further than that in your family or? Yeah, I think, I know my grandfather did, uh, and I imagine before him, but I'm not a hundred percent. I'd have to actually talk to my dad or if he even knows, but sure. Yeah, no, no, this, this just piqued up a side interest for me here. So is your whole family come from Idaho? Um, so no, we're just talking about my grandfather. They, on my dad's side, at least, um, they came from, my grandparents came from Louisiana. Oh, wow. Um, actually, um, went to school at LSU and he had like a forestry degree and wanted to, I think they ultimately, ultimately wanted to go to alaska or something i heard they ran out of money and just stopped in idaho or <laughs> whatever but they, Some, they had somewhat modern day Oregon trail <laughs> yeah right they they made friends in idaho and eventually decided to start logging in idaho and just living in the woods and part of that was hunting i guess so yeah that's cool that's really cool i mean that's one of the things I like about the West is if you go back a hundred years in the West, you're talking some of the earliest people settling that area, you know, and, uh, I like that newness. And, and on the flip side of that, you go out to the East coast, you know, that's an ancient place as far as America goes. Yeah. And, and you can kind of, oh, sure. you know, see that seeing that dynamic i think is uh pretty special when you consider the history of our country but no that's awesome so uh the the family life with all of this man how do you balance that do you have you had to have you had to like uh you know not apply for a few few more tags now that you got you got a little guy running around oh yeah for sure we've uh it's it's been a um challenging for one but it's can make it work um and i've definitely not been able to apply for everything you know um just right. stuff you know you might draw or get the no signal from the other half you know maybe this is a bad <laughs> idea but kind of kind of how i evolved into to running the tuner and ultimately owning it um i was previous to the the film scene i i was actually a fish biologist for like nine years um doing that kind of stuff 
Um, but then kind of what you're mentioning earlier about uh, outdoor television, I remember watching like uh, oh, Hank Parker on TNN outdoors, bass fishing. So that was like the That's awesome. ultimate dream was to be a pro bass fisherman or whatever. Oh, somehow, yeah. yeah, on camera. <laughs> but so after I was a fish bio, I kind of was uh, looking for what I wanted to do. And I had seen some DVDs come out recently and stuff. And was like, you know what? I can film. I don't want to be the guy in front of the camera, but I can. I've always had a knack for art and photography. So I had taken classes in the past, and so I kind of started researching and signed up for some classes. And fast forward, filmed freelance for some television shows and outdoor t TV, and That's did that awesome, freelance man. lifestyle for a few years, and edited shows and like stuff that was airing on Outdoor Network and Sportsman's that Channel. That's awesome, and, man. Uh, yeah, it, it was a lot of fun, and I mean, I still would like to do it, and every now and then i'll film for someone but uh kind of the the catch was time away from home mm -hmm. um you know it's to do tv shows some of those guys are going like on 13 14 15 trips a year and man i mean a trip probably averages about a week so you know if you do the math real quick that's like a quarter of the year being on the road right um so, uh, yeah, when I kind of started having her, we had our first, our son was coming as like, you know, I'm going to try to figure something else out. So I'm not gone as much or, or, or figure out how to make that work. And I didn't want to be gone. I wanted to be a part of my family's life, you know, and right. all in this same timelines, um, of that happening is when uh, I discovered the film tour, became friends with the guys that ran it at the time and had submitted films and been kind of involved. And uh, eventually they uh, had some ownership change stuff coming and I never thought it line up for me, but kind of fell into my lap and I decided to make a go at it. But yeah, back to your question on the family, it's, yeah, it's what, I mean, what we're here for is to, to raise families. Um, yeah, just growing up being in a outdoors myself, I want to do that. And so try to stay involved as best we can, but obviously we still like to go out and chase, uh, chase some critters and be gone here and there, but however we can involve them and yeah, just try, like you say, just balance the life, uh, being gone, but try to, be present when you are present. I think that's something I need to work on myself more is when you are around, make sure you're very involved. So, you know, good for you, man. That's, that is, that is not an easy thing to just objectively do that for a lot of people. I think, I think a lot of people probably try and bend corners and, and force things, but you know, to, to just say, you know what, my, my main purpose that I'm here for is my family and to follow through with that. Uh, I, you know, I, I really respect that. I think that's, that's really cool that, that you were willing to do that. And even, even despite the fact that you're, <laughs> you know, you were doing something really cool and, and, uh, I'm sure, you know, when, you, once you were getting featured on the outdoor channel and stuff like that, um, you probably, felt like you had to pinch yourself like man 
I kind of made it and now you're tapping the brakes already, you know, that's, uh, that's pretty gutsy. For sure. There was a lot of that. I mean, definitely in the last year or so when I was doing it, it was for some pretty cool shows and awesome people and being offered like full-time producer jobs and for decent salaries and stuff. But that's comes back to the being gone a quarter of the year was kind of my deal breaker. Um, Right. Yeah. But, and then like transitioning though, like the film tour isn't exactly (laughs) great for being home all the time. Um, Sure. Yeah. It's, it's kind of evolved. My whole plan all along was to have a crew uh, running some of the shows and, that's kind of where we're at this year. I haven't had to be on the road as much, but um, nice. family life, you talked about that. Um, in the 2019, the year before uh, COVID shut us down, I we took our family on the road for the tour. Oh, man, um, that's awesome. Lived out, of, lived out of an RV and, yeah, running shows with just my wife and I and the kids. It, it was a lot of work, but it was cool too. I mean, we got to see the whole country and do a lot of cool things. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, I'm, I'm really glad to hear that you're a, you're a family centered guy. And I think that, that, you know, that kind of character shows through with uh, the stuff you guys put together, you know, good people make good stuff. So, uh, I think, uh, I think that, your sacrifices that you've made have paid off in the end. So that's, uh, that's really awesome to hear that. Well, let's dive here into the full draw film tour. Cause people listening in may not have heard of it before, or may not have attended one themselves. And, uh, let's, let's kind of go to, uh, just when this idea came about now, as you just said, you weren't, you've been there for a while, but not since day one, do you have any idea where the original crew for for Full Draw kind of got their inspiration from? Um, well, to the best of my knowledge, um, if you're familiar with the Born and Raised crew um, out in Oregon. Yep. Um, yep. So those guys, uh, Cody and uh, Trent and, yeah, all the crew, they – like they talk about how they got started with their first camera and whatnot. So mm-hmm. they first started filming each other. Then they, at the end of the year, they put it together. They wanted to share what they did with their friends. So I think they had one, like they rented a theater and invited their friends and they watched it on the screen. Um, had a blast, you know, just being uh, out with friends, like-minded people, you know, and showing them what they're. Yeah. So I, it grew from that like they like well this was fun let's go do it another one in the other town where someone else lives <laughs> that's what kind of that's kind of where i referenced it, year zero um that's what started and then the next year i think people maybe that were involved kind of saw it and yeah that's where the tour started and yeah it might have been very like cool five, five locations or i'm not sure nine or something the first year and yeah here we are at 52 um man so yeah it's uh i mean bow hunting films you know like documentary style um there's some cinematic stuff like you're saying it can i mean lots of these guys that we have are are on television shows or have been um and they do this as kind of a side project that's sure a little more special 
you know um yeah we generally show like eight films in the night um i like to also mention like if i'm doing like an elevator speech it's like going to the movies to watch hunting films but metallica concert kind of breaks out every now and then (laughs) Um, that's awesome yeah we, we like high energy and crowd involvement. Um, it's just brings the atmosphere up and it's just a fun night for people. They get to come hang out and just then watch some amazing films. Really? You know, that's, I mean, ultimately it comes down to the films and year after year, we seem to get the best hunting bow hunting films out there and it is exclusive to bow hunting. Um, sometimes there's a, a special film at, includes a firearm or something but it's not unofficial selection so sure yeah there there's some pretty cool hunts and if people want to check out i mean we do have 11 previous seasons out there and uh some of them are available on youtube or there are several available for like on demand on vimeo or all of them are available for dvd which surprisingly still some people buy DVDs. <laughs> <laughs> hey, no, no shame there, right? Maybe, maybe if uh, you're like me and you were without internet for a while because you live out in the middle of nowhere, then uh, yeah. you gotta you gotta rely on that old DVD. Yeah. But yeah, no, that's, lots of people that... like to use them in their campers for oh, something yeah. to watch out camping and stuff. But for sure, uh, and. We have great partners. Um, you're just, yeah, top to bottom, awesome partners. And we give a ton of stuff away at every show. I mean, I don't know what the numbers are, but it's like two two bows and gobs of other gear, packs, boots, arrows, rests. You know, it's the list goes on and on. We have some uh, great partners it's presented by onyx hunt this year so we'll give away a ton of app memberships for them um yeah black rifle coffee's involved so keep everybody awake at the show yeah do you you serve the coffee you serve the coffee at the show (laughs) we give out instant sticks so you can mix one up you better oh, okay, hope, okay. Caleb. You better hope they serve that at the show. You're going to be driving the whole way back, buddy. I'm going to be out working in the sun. Oh all day. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's. Well, you that said is you cool. like high energy, so you know, serve the. Yeah, no. It'll it's, be, it'll be I, I hope you're not falling asleep at the show. No, no, some, no. It'll be the drive home, man. I'll be out like a light. <laughs> The film will let you fall asleep, and then when my guys are up there giving stuff away, they'll keep your interest for sure. Yeah, definitely. If you show up in like a ghillie suit or something, do you get like a special prize or anything like that? <laughs> uh, we might have to start something about that. Like, yeah. Either that or call if the police. Everyone, <laughs> yeah. you get like a, a couple bucks off, you show up in full camo. For, sure. <laughs> or if, if you hide in the theater the whole time and no one sees you until the end, yeah, you're like, hey, right. guys, I actually was here. That was like, uh, <laughs> Speaking of showing up in full camo, what's the over under on people showing up with uh, crispies and gators? <laughs> um, I haven't seen many gators, but there's definitely, you know, you'd be surprised just because it's bow hunting, people show up in camo. Um, oh, yeah. And then awesome. boots, like, but it's cool, you know, it's, it's 
what we do. That's right. Hunting is a I lifestyle. Mean, Ken's probably, Ken's probably going to wear Crocs. You're wearing Crocs and those furlough pants, dude. I'm. Look good. I, I'm seriously considering never taking these furlough pants off ever again, man. These are like the most comfortable <laughs> pants I've ever worn. These things are amazing, but uh, no, the 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 place sounds like it's it's absolutely rocking. And when you watch the videos, you guys make great hype videos, by the way, which makes sense. I mean, that's kind of your thing, making videos. But but uh, the hype videos just like get you jacked when you uh, are watching them. And uh, when I was doing my last uh, job, actually, Jade, um, uh, one of the cool things. So I, I was a teacher for eight years, and I work on a farm. And uh, my last school I taught at, one of the things that they would do at the end of every day was you could teach a class on a subject that you were passionate about. That took me about four seconds to decide on my topic. And, uh, you know, we would... I would show the kids all kinds of uh, full draw videos and, and uh, you know, basically like point them in the direction and be like, hey, you can go see these live, you know. And, and uh, you know, I think... I think that side of it, that excitement that you guys intentionally build into the program from the sounds of it is uh, just one more thing that deepens that, that, uh, I don't know, that culture, that hunting culture, you know, the, the community that we have, you know, we joke, we joke about the full camo and ghillie suits and crispies and gators and stuff like that. But, but uh, you know, that's all part of it. And that's what makes it fun. So I think, yeah. And, that's awesome that you were doing that as a teacher. Um, but it, it, it reminded me that uh, lots of times we go to venues, you know, and they put on anywhere from concerts to any type of meetings or whatnot. But they always say that, you know, this is one of the most family friendly events that we hmm. do. Um, and That's so as it really like we, I mean, we give the kids every, all the kids get something um, small, but they get something and, and they all get entered for to win a bow. And they are so into the films. I mean, some of them very age varying, you know, sure. but it's cool to see. And I always encourage parents to bring them just because it is family night. I mean, sometimes it's a late night, but they're adaptable. To, to, right, right. They'll bounce back the next day. It might be fun putting them in bed, but. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, I'm bringing my five-year-old with me. He's uh, he's excited about it, and and like you said, the, he goes bonkers over giveaways. He, he'll wear it for, you know, if it's a hat or something, he'll wear it for, uh, you know, basically to bed that night. But <laughs> but uh, yeah. it'll that's that's so cool. That you guys work that in uh, uh, through that. So you know, part of this leads into my next question: How do you guys decide on locations and? Can, if I remember correctly, I think I saw on the website, like you can maybe submit a location for review or something like that, like possibly being a stopping point for you guys. Like how, how does that all work out? Um, well, we try to return year after year, um, to the same locations. Um, they, they vary slightly. I mean, just cause it's the world, you know, things change, right, so. right, right. but, um, yeah, I mean, we have our mainstay shows that we just try to come back to, and it's just people want us back, and we build sure. the fan base that way. So, it makes sense. But we, um, we do have like a host a show link on the website that you saw, and we have an affiliate program. Um, so 
you could be really stoked about hosting a show um, or lots of times nonprofit groups um, like Elk Foundation or BHA or QDA or something could want to put on an event to raise money and just or have a fun event. Um, So it's for pretty small cost we basically lease out the film usage rights uh, and then you can on your own event um hopefully get together some giveaway items and whatnot so there's a few of those every year um across the board but the, so the official tour doesn't stop at those sites but sure. it's, it's open for more people to to do it that way um that's cool yeah and i just try to with our tour just try to fill in the map i mean it's it's pretty big already, but you know, there's bow hunters and hunters all over the world and it'd be cool mm-hmm. to be worldwide, but we just got to focus on the U S <laughs> first. Right. Is there anywhere that you guys haven't gotten to yet that you're like really wanting to try and make it work? Yeah. So I really had my eyes on making a, making a run in Alaska. Awesome. Um, I think that'd be super cool to get up there um the other one that's kind of maybe far-fetched but not is like australia oh Um, yeah so if we went overseas i would probably do that first um and the other stuff that makes sense is canada i mean pop up across the border would be pretty pretty cool too definitely 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 yeah that's cool i love how you guys dream big like that you know those are some those are three pretty big uh big jumps right there but no it's it's cool to see that and i would encourage everyone after you get done listening to this go over find full draw on like instagram is a really good spot because if you go to their link in their bio you can go straight to the uh uh tour like you can look and see where are the stops that they're going to make and uh, you know just hold your breath and cross your fingers that they haven't already been to your neck of the woods and you missed missed the boat that happened to me last year i was like no and, uh, <laughs> so this year i made sure that that wasn't going to happen and uh we got a nice group of guys going and um uh, you can do the same by just simply going and, and checking that out yeah uh, here- uh, oh go ahead we're we're well into the tour at this point. So yeah, there's a, about a 33% chance that we could still be in your neck of the woods, but yeah, so I like you're you saying said, there's I, a chance <laughs> I've gotten several messages or something like, Oh, when are you guys going to be in Washington? Uh, that last week. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. oh man. Leaving there right now. <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh, we, yeah, we were actually in Reno this year and just some guys, we have our trailer wrapped or whatever, of course. And sure. Guys were walking by. Oh, do you have a show tonight? Eh, it was last night. Sorry. <laughs> oh, Pain. Painful. Uh, yeah. But I just tell everybody, yeah, you got it just like you did just follow us and we'll be back next year. So, and like you said, Instagram, that's our most um, active spot um, on social besides just general info on the website. Sure. Sure. Now just to kind of create this like tantalizing picture here before we uh, wrap this one up, 
Uh, can you give us a rundown on like some of the species that are going to be featured uh, this year or, or even species that have been featured in previous years that, that might stand out to people? And even uh, another one to go with that. Are there any species that from uh, North America that have yet to be featured in the tour that you know of? Awesome. So uh, full draw has always been heavy on elk. It's, mm. It's exciting. It's very interactive. They're gigantic. Yep. And it's, I would say it's full draws, bread and butter. And so this year is maybe one of the heaviest elk years that I have had Sweet. since I've been running the tour. Um, that said, though, and so we've had several mule deer hunts over the years, um, a few whitetail hunts. They've kind of mixed in. It's still whitetail is a tough one to make a. I mean, I'll just kind of side note um, films that really, and this could be for people that are want to watch it or curious or maybe want to film themselves or whatnot. Um, films that really relate to people. I mean, obviously something epic happens in the story, which is cool. Yep. Humor is really good. People enjoy humor mm-hmm. um, or just really well done storylines that tells a story that people can enjoy. Um, and of course, cinematography, good quality stuff helps. Um, so yeah, I'll just jump back to the species that have been in the show before. Um, of course, heavy elk, mule deer, whitetail, there's been a handful of moose hunts, uh, mountain goat hunts. Um, let's see, uh, bighorn sheep, um, Antelope um, have all been in it. Um, so blacktail deer was in it. Oh, um, very cool. Trying to think. Uh, wow. Let's see. I think there was a hog hunt, maybe from down under, that was in it. Actually. Uh-huh. Oh, very cool. So that's, I I'm, might be drawing a blank on. Oh, bear. There's been some bear hunts, black bear, and we did have brown bear hunt um last year awesome um, so but yeah this year it's heavy elk uh there's a moose hunt um antelope um yeah no it's a it's a good lineup for sure it's you know and it's it's fun to have a, a hunt like maybe you say you were going on an elk hunt so checking out the elk hunts is just what I live for, you know, myself is September in the mountains. And so sure. every time I watch it, it just gets me more stoked for the upcoming season. Yeah, definitely. I get, I get excited watching elk hunts and I've never hunted elk ever. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a dream hunt. But like I, I, I still get fired up and I'm like, I don't know a thing about it. I don't, know, yeah, I don't know if there's a more charismatic species in North America than than elk i mean they got it all they got the size of uh of a moose pretty much you know maybe not quite as big but close they have they have antlers that have that kind of white tail more spindly look to them that everyone's obsessed with and uh you can call them in and they uh (laughs) they have that incredible bugle that they do i mean they're they're just they're, they're cool animals for sure. I like how Joe Rogan puts it. It's like something that should have been in like Lord of the Rings movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is a good way to say it. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, 
I was just thinking you had, uh, or, I don't know, you might have been going there. For species that we haven't had in the show before, I think a couple of the big sheep, um, like a, a doll sheep, a stone mm. sheep. Um, and then there, let's see. Oh, we have had caribou. Um, I'm trying to. So we did just this year is the first year we've ever had a coos oh, white tail cool. hunt. So that's cool. Hakus, cows, however you're wanting to pronounce it, but it's a cool film. Um, see some of the other subspecies stuff. I don't know if there's like uh, Columbia white tail or black tail in it, but uh, nothing like. Uh, so a turkey. We've never had an official film about turkeys, which oh. to make. To make a real good story that can't be watched every 30 minutes on one of the outdoor television shows. <laughs> yeah. yep. it, it'd be tough, but maybe someone could do it. Yep. Um, I still want to see kind of like a fun like music video vibe with like a carp fishing film or something. Oh, yeah. Something, you know? That'd be cool. That'd be really cool. Well, yeah, or like the same thing, like just squirrels getting whacked, you know. <laughs> Did it play it to like some or like have you ever had ducks music? on there? Or duck hunting would be maybe be in the same in the same realm, or not? Yeah, quite? duck hunting. We did have some submissions. So uh, sometimes uh, we put a we call it our pre-show reel. So some of the stuff that didn't make the official selections, but was pretty entertaining. And sure, we like to put in the when people are just showing up and getting their seats and uh, chatting with each other, we show some of those. And one year we did have some guys did, well, they did turkey hunting, but also some waterfowl stuff out of ground blinds, which it was pretty cool. That is cool. Yeah, that's well, awesome. Kent, Kent, now we know what we need to do. We got to come up with a creative squirrel hunt for next year. That's we right. We got to figure something out this fall. <laughs> Yeah, squirrel, a, a squirrel got, music I've got some video. Ideas. Now my mind's going. I'm going to start thinking about it. Oh, man. That might get expensive with arrows, though, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you have to well, we could, <laughs> uh, no, that's, what kind of broadheads we could use or arrow types or firearms, you can just go on, down the line. Right? Yeah, that, that, that'd be cool. Well, uh, thanks so much for sharing this. And uh, again, I believe. I, I should have had you clarify this. Anyone can su submit a film, right, Jade? Yes, that's part of it. There's is what on the website. There's some info about submitting a film. You can do it any time of the year, but obviously after seasons, um, winter is when we do that process. I think sure. February first is usually our deadline for a, a rough draft, so we can start uh, making selections and. Yeah, getting them ready for the next year. Love it. So uh, make sure that uh, if you're, if this sounds interesting to you, you know, which I think definitely could within the first gen community, right? You got people that are coming into hunting later on in life. Maybe you've had a background and uh, kind of like what Jay was talking about with his background with uh, 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 photography and, and other camera work, you know, unrelated to hunting. This would be a time to kind of merge those talents together and uh, create some really cool art. Um, that's, that's one of the ways we can leave our mark on this world, right? Is when we uh, create cool work like that, that can get enjoyed, uh, 
long past the time when uh, we submit it, right? And uh, uh, film or full draw film tour does a phenomenal job of highlighting that work, making it a special experience for anyone there to take it in. So uh, as we wrap this one up, Jade, people uh, want to follow along. What's the best way to uh, do so? You want to drop like maybe some uh, Instagram handles or Facebook pages or whatever. Yeah. Like I said earlier, the best spot is on Instagram and it's just at full draw film tour. Um, same for uh, Facebook. Um, and uh, yeah, we do have a YouTube channel um, that it's the easiest spot probably to find some of the past years. Um hmm. 2020 COVID year kind of forced us online. So we've been putting the most recent uh, seasons on YouTube following awesome. that. So there's some extra bonus stuff in there um, with some filmmaker interviews and stuff. So it's kind of cool to, to uh, digest that stuff. But uh, yeah, thanks for having me guys. Um, just uh, on Kent on the first gen hunter, how long have you been hunting? This will be my eighth season going into my eighth season. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, uh, I think the film tour, um, would be a great way for, to expose someone, maybe that say you're a hunter and you want to get a friend involved. Mm. I think film tour would be a good exposure for them. Definitely. Um, Definitely. I love that idea. That's a, that's a, that's a great little uh, challenge there. If you're listening, you got a buddy that you'd like to get into hunting, take, take them along, get them a tag or get them, not a tag. Well, get them one of those too, but get them a, get them a ticket yeah. to the, to the show. You got a 33% chance of it still being in your uh, neck of the woods yet this season. If not this year, get them all primed up on uh, YouTube and Vimeo and anywhere else you can find old videos and then get there next year. Uh, I love that. That's a, that's a great tip, Jade. A good one to end on. Well, you guys heard how to follow along. You know how to find me, you know how to find Caleb. Actually, you might not know how to find Caleb, but I will tell you very easily. You go to the show notes on this episode and you will find his Instagram handle right there as for, as well as for mine and for Brandon's and for Alex. And uh, don't forget, make sure you get over to Spartan Forge. You will not find a better product to help you from your cell phone in your deer stand this coming deer season. Hunt those best days. Spartan Forge will make that possible for you. And don't forget to plan your hunts all over the map with Alex at East to West Hunts. Thank you so much to Jade and Caleb for joining me, and thank you to you for listening in. Until next time, take care and take someone hunting.